Hey, 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 and welcome to Find Your Way with your host, Q-Chan, where we mix the serious, psychological, and educational stuff with a healthy dose of fun and laughter. So whether you're a wise old owl or fresh out of the oven, I guarantee you'll learn something new. So join me for a wild ride into the fascinating world of psychology and education. Hey, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Find Your Way with your host, Q-Chan. Yes, and I always say you can definitely call me Mr. Q as well. So for the last two episodes, we talked about the psychology of learning. And if you remember, I told you that within the psychology of learning, there's just so many different kinds of subtopics. So the subtopic that we talked about last time was cognitive load and the different kinds of cognitive load. And hopefully that was insightful for you. And hopefully you can take some of the strategies that we talked about there in your daily lives and it can make it just, you know, less load for you. And that's definitely better. But today I want to talk about another two big different words. One is called metacognitive strategies and the other one is called self-regulated learning. So the metacognitive strategy we're going to talk about, and this is again within the scope of the psychology of learning, is how can we improve or we're going to be basically talking about different strategies to improve the way that you learn. And also, when and where can we choose to use metacognitive strategies or self-regulated strategies? So there's just bunch and bunch of research out there that says that both of them, they're kind of like connected to each other because in reality, they kind of are, but at the same time, they're not. So both types of strategies involve cognitive and behavioral skills that learners can use to monitor, regulate, and control their own learning. So if you remember the word cognitive, one more time, easily put, it's just like the amount of of information that your brain can handle. And then just also, there's a lot of different stuff within cognitive science. It's not only the amount of information that you can handle, but for this topic that we're talking for, psychology of learning, simply put, Think about cognition and, and, and cognitive strategies and all of that as the amount of information that you can retain and how do you get that information? Uh, what type of ways do you get that information? Okay, so metacognitive, like as I was saying, metacognitive and the uh, self-regulated are not the same. So metacognitive strategies are more focused, of course, on the cognitive aspect of learning, while self-regulated uh, strategies are more into the behavioral and emotion and motivational skills. So please, uh, if you did not listen to the podcast where we talked about different kinds of motivation, please check that out. So uh, quickly, let's go into metacognitive strategies. And what are those? They involve thinking about one's own learning. So let's think about it. When was the last time that you were, I don't know, taking a class or it doesn't matter what kind of class. It, it doesn't mean that you need a uh, pen and paper and stuff like that. It's just you went to a class, say you wanted to learn to dance salsa or yoga or you went to the gym for the very first time. Before you went there, what was the thing that motivated you to go? If you remember, there was another episode that we talked about different kinds of uh, motivation and within them is like, do you want a reward? Do you want the, like better health or what is it that you want, right? So when we are learning, when we're thinking about learning, do you think about your own thinking 
I know it sounds a little bit of, it's a little bit of a mouthful, but do you think about the way that you think about your learning? And are you thinking about the way that you learn? Or did you just sit there waiting for an instructor that is, I don't know, energetic and maybe just fooling around or someone that connects with you? Because oftentimes what we do is we complain about our instructor, instructor and we basically drop out of whatever that we were learning and blame it onto someone else. So where we could be, we can change that by thinking about our own way, about our own thinking, and also at the same time, thinking about how we learn, okay? So how can we do this? You can use the next kind of strategies. You can use skills such as planning, monitoring, and evaluating one's own learning. So how can you plan? So let's talk about, I'll give you an example about my running, okay? To be honest, I don't really plan my runs. I just put on my shoes, change them my running clothes, and I go. However, I do plan the amount of kilometers that I want to run per week. And also I do plan how am I, and this might sound a little bit funny, but the amount of food that I eat, I kind of count the amount of calories that I'm uh, ingesting. And at the same time, I'm thinking about the amount of the amount of time that I need to run in order to burn those calories and I can keep myself fit or within the same range of uh, how much I weigh. So that's one thing that I do plan. I, do I plan like, am I going to do like speed training and all of that? No, I don't. I'm going to do hill training and all of that. I don't. So I'm doing the planning, right? But at the same time, I'm, uh, I am monitoring the amount of food that I eat, the distance that I'm going to run. So it is very important to monitor your results or your outcome. And at the end is you're going to evaluate your own learning. So for example, how, I, how am I evaluating my running is by stepping on, on top of the scale. I mean like, okay, look at that number. Yeah, safe. We're on the same, on the same, on the same scale. But if I do see a little bit of, uh, okay, I gain a couple of uh, kilograms, I'm going to be like, uh oh, there's I need to be able to evaluate my own aspect of running and change uh, my planning and monitor better what I'm eating. Okay, so uh, for this, mechanic counter strategies are often uh, used to help learners identify what they know and what they don't know and how to bridge the gap between the two. So as I was saying, I don't really, in the beginning, I didn't really know how much calories I, were, I was eating. I was just eating and I was just running at the same time. But then I would be like, oh my God, I'm losing a lot of weight so I can eat more. Yay. But then at the same time, like, oh no, I'm, I'm gaining weight, but I'm running a lot. What's going on? So it's like, this was the way I used metacognitive strategies without thinking about, oh, I'm going to be using metacognitive strategies for uh, my running. No, I was just doing it on a daily basis. And I'm sure you do the same thing. So for example, a student might use a cognitive strategy such as self-questioning to help them monitor their comprehension of whatever they're, they're learning. So that's what I did. I self, that's what I did. I self-questioned my methods of running. It's not just as easy as I can, I can eat a whole pie of pizza and at the same time, I'm going to go out and run 30K so I can burn the, the entire thing off. Okay. Now, on the other hand, we have the self-regulated uh, strategies that are more focused on the motivational and behavioral aspects of learning, okay? These include skills such as setting goals, managing time, 
and seeking help when needed. So I'm going to give you another uh, example again using my I'm going to use my running as another example. Okay. To be honest, I don't set any goals. And the times that I ran that are, to be honest, quite fast, this last uh, marathon, the Tokyo Marathon, I ran it in two hours and 46 seconds. And I was able to actually run it in under maybe 245, but I was just a little bit scared that I might get, you know, injured. So I just pushed the last three kilometers. And I, I knew uh, at that time, I knew I could have done it before, but that's not the thing. That's not the point. The point is I didn't set any goals, to be honest. The only thing that I use from self-regulated learning is managing my own time. I have a lot of hobbies, a plethora of hobbies, to be honest. Like if you look around my house, I'm not going to show you, but if you look around my house, I have like coloring pens right behind this, uh, like the computer. At the same time, I'm doing this podcasting. I'm, I'm also trying to do some YouTube videos. I have some video games over there. I have like my the amount of books over here that I read constantly. I have a stand mixer and so forth. I have just so many things. So I have to be able to manage my time. So you can't say I'm going to be able to run a 246 without even trying and without managing your time. It is impossible. So especially with a hobby that takes a lot of your time, such as running, I need to be able to use that. Then seeking help when needed, I didn't do that. However, the, what I did is how can I improve my running form, for example? How can, and when I was learning English and a lot of you, I got a lot of different comments from you. So I was really happy from my Mexican friends um, that, oh, wow, you don't have any accent when you're speaking English. So that took time to get to this point. It wasn't just, oh, yeah, I'm just going to speak English and whoop, magically just happened. No, it's all about, uh, as I was saying on other episodes, is about the grind and I just keep on doing it. And also just like not being afraid. Like I'm going to make mistakes. And the thing is native speakers make mistakes. And even when I'm speaking Spanish to my Mexican friends or whomever says Spanish, uh, native Spanish speaker, they, we also make mistakes. So we all may say so whatever. Okay. So how did I, I seek, um, for help? I uh, just watched YouTube videos, read some books, some research about, uh, mitochondria and how it works and how it influences your, uh, aerobic system and stuff like that. And anyway, so in summary, okay, metacognitive strategies and self-regulatory strategies are related, but they're not the same. Okay. They're not the same. Both strategies are important. As I was saying, you can choose depending on what you're learning and depending on what you're going to do is, uh, and also as a teacher or at your workplace, you can choose which works better for you. So one more time so we can get that in our in our minds, okay? Metacognitive strategies. What do you need to do for metacognitive strategies? If we remember, they are about assessing your own learning. Remembering like, do you think about your own thinking? Do you think about your own learning? And you monitor what you're doing and evaluate at the same time towards the end of your learning how you did. And also, let's try and not be that harsh to ourselves, especially in the beginning. Um, for example, I, I just started this podcast and I'm sure there's just so many stuff that I can improve. But I know that the more that I do it, I'm just going to get better at it. Or at least I hope so. And I, I'm 
just for starters, I'm not even embarrassed of doing this. I'm just, I'm going to get better. And that's the thing. Like, the more we do stuff, we're going to get better. So keep on evaluating yourself. But remember to be nice as well uh, in your own learning. And for self-regulated, it's more motivational, right? Setting goals, managing time, and seeking help when needed. So for some people, the self-regulated ones are definitely way more important than the uh, metacognitive. There's some people that magically can put the both of them together and work towards them. For example, I don't really like setting goals because it gives me so much anxiety. It's just too much anxiety. I just want to work and feel free of what I'm doing. It's the same thing with this with this podcast. Yeah, I'm going to like, oh, but this amount of time, I want to have these amount of listeners and stuff like that. No, then I'm not going to enjoy the process. I just want to do it okay if it works works if it doesn't i'm enjoying the process and i'm learning while doing this so please let's remember that and at the same time is what works for you okay um there was a research that i want to tell you about that happened at a school at a primary school and how to improve uh, reading comprehension skills by teaching them how to use metacognitive strategies okay so first they did uh, different sessions. There were uh, a total of 10 different sessions, what the research says over here. They started by an introduction and a pretest in order to assess how much they can they can do. Then sessions two to five, they did some predicting things. So the second to fifth session, they focus on teaching the children how to use prediction as a metacognitive strategy when reading, okay? So the th same thing you can use in your own workplace, for example, trying to predict if you're going to have if you have to make a presentation or speak in front of people, you can predict, try to predict and use what uh, your prior knowledge to make predictions about what do you think is going to be the outcome. Okay? And let's remember one more time. Let's not be that harsh on ourselves. If it's this, if this is the first time that you're doing a presentation, take it easy. If this is the hundredth time that you're doing a presentation and you still don't feel confident enough, then use the self-regulated strategies, especially the last one, and seek for some help. You can talk to someone that is really good at making presentations or just YouTube it, okay? Right now, there's just everything on, is on YouTube, okay? So they taught them how to use prediction as metacognitive strategies from session six to seven they monitor all of this so they focus on monitoring and which involves teaching the children how to monitor their own understanding while reading so the children were taught to recognize what they don't understand when they don't understand something and to use strategies such as rereading or asking questions to clarify their understanding Okay, let's talk about this. This is very serious. I, at least as a teacher, and maybe yourself as well as a caregiver or uh, someone who is uh, maybe a boss or a manager, have you ever encountered when you go towards the end of a presentation and you say, hey, does anybody have any questions? And your class goes, no. But then what I do is, okay, are you sure? And then, okay, pop quiz, let's go. And everyone's like, no, 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 I have questions, I have questions, I have questions, I have questions. So it is very important to develop this skill. And this is a metacognitive skill. However, 
This is the time that you need to combine it with the self-regulated one. If you remember, the self-regulated one is all about behavioral and motivational. Okay, a lot of people are scared of asking questions because of how they're going to be seen in a classroom. It's going to be like, oh, my God, again, that question is like the third time. Fine. You didn't understand. So it is OK for you to ask questions. But we don't live in a society that allows us to ask questions. Right. So this is very, very important. Combine and monitor yourself. Combine the self-regulated skills such as. How do you feel about what just happened? You're sitting down in a room. They're asking you if you have any questions. You do have questions, but you're scared of asking it. Okay. So that means that you need to work on your monitor skills. Okay. Sessions eight and nine was about summarizing. They worked. Children were taught to identify the main ideas and important details in text and add them to summarize them in their own words. This is very important when you have a question as well. Challenge the, the instructor or challenge your boss or challenge whomever is doing the presentation and try to paraphrase what they, what they said. Try to paraphrase what they said using your own words while asking a question. OK, and see how they react to it. So you can definitely play with these magnetic skills and you become, you know, a master of these. It's really, really, really cool how you can control uh, a room while by using these strategies. And in session 10, it was the last one clarifying in a post test. And then towards the end, compare if they did better at predicting and reading and reading comprehension. So in summary, the metacognition training program, there's a consistent of 10 different sessions that focus on teaching children how to use four metacognitive strategies. And if you remember, it was um, predicting, uh, monitor, sum summarizing and clarifying. And the program was itself like designed to be interactive with the students. So this is the same way that you can do it at work is make it interactive. We talked about it in this other that last week's episode. It's like people take things too serious. Stop about it and just have fun with it. To be honest, the world would definitely be better if we just took things a bit easier. So I'm going to be adding a, a little bit more and using like a screen as well for the YouTube video. So if you want to see the screen recording and uh, the images that I'm going to be talking about, definitely check that out. Okay, so see you next time and thank, and thank you so much. Again, please don't forget to, if you can, that would be really helpful to subscribe, write a review about it and ask me questions or anything, send me messages. I would really, really appreciate that. So see you next time.